sweet potatoes and cornflower hair, strawberry mouth and a peach on the hair. I said I could just eat you all up all night now down on the ground 'cause the good, girls good. got fight. That's a good spike, man. Sons of the Hunt podcast, episode number six. I am digging it, man. It's yeah. a good day for a podcast. Yeah. Good day for a podcast. Yeah, you're pumped. Five isn't even out yet. Because sure today it is. is. Technically, everybody out there is in the future. <laughs> As of today. Whoa. See? Whoa. You're Just blowing your my mind. mind. Man. So technically, it is out. It will be out. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get it out tomorrow. I'll probably put it out for Monday. You know, people on their commute in the, on, uh, on Monday morning. Feeling gloomy on a Monday. What better way to spend a Monday, man? It's yeah, supposed to get a little bit more snow the weekend. Uh, it's gonna we're starting, you know, the weather's still kind of hanging around a little bit, but uh, it'll be gone soon enough, man. Soon enough. Today was not a bad day, weather like temperature wise. It wasn't it was too still bad, but rainy it was and rainy. crappy. But temperature yeah. wise, man, if I can get anything in the fifties, coming out of these single digit temperatures, I'm down, man. That's true. We're we're getting close. We're we're on the brink. I, I can't yeah. wait, man. It, it's kind of that way on on the edge of every season, though. Well, it's technically spring. You know, we're into spring now. Oh yeah, officially yes. So hey, man, I can almost smell it. You can almost smell those spring mornings, man. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I smell it too. But yeah, I mean, even as as gloomy as it was today, it 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 did just feel like a different season. A little bit. A yeah. bit, starting to get I, that, I, I couldn't. The palpable I, change, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, the taste of trout and the mm-hmm. and the turkeys. I mean, I had crazy turkeys in my yard last weekend. I was telling you a little bit about that before. I wish my my cameras were not charged. It, it, that's a, it's a good lesson yeah, that right. I should always keep these cameras charged. That was the craziest breeding activity I've ever seen in my life. 32 total turkeys in the yard. I had my, sis, my sister and her boyfriend uh, stayed over, and they woke us up. I mean, 32 turkeys in the yard. It was like a legitimate herd of animals <laughs> just making the biggest ruckus I've ever heard. Well, they're not little birds, man. Turkeys no. are, are big animals. Man. It they was can make just, a racket. It was... Oh. If I if I could have had the camera and a microphone going, sounds I've never heard before, you know, birds flying up in the air, just insanity. Yeah. That's I, awesome. It's cool to know, see that. And it's nice that you have access to that, like, right in your house here. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I mean, I was in my underwear, jumping out of bed. I could have ran out there, got right in the action. Yep. You know what I mean? I could have got <laughs> right in the... I could have just slithered in and out without <laughs> them even noticing. You know, no, the, See, that's why you should have had a battery live, man. <laughs> that's true you want to go viral maybe. <laughs> maybe it's a good thing the battery wasn't charged maybe hey it's 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 uh it's getting there man this is Susquehanna oh. county buddy yes sir but Crazier either way yeah it, it it was wild i i haven't seen anything like that out of the 32 birds in the yard 12 of them were gobblers that's awesome. And probably six of them were definitely mature gobblers yeah. like nine inch beards we're talking and they were right, just right beating the hell out of each other <laughs> it was it was wild it's cool to watch man it's it's and they're just fun to watch period man uh just the way they interact with each other and just man you know 
we, I think we, we probably touched on it like early last last year. We were kind of getting into the whole turkey bug. Yeah. When, when they come out a full strut and it's a sunny day and the light hits them the right Ooh. way, man. There's nothing that like it. Iridescence. Yep. There's it's nothing next level. like it. Nothing like it. That that that's what takes people's breath away who've never experienced that before. Like you know, some you get out a new hunter who's yeah. never been out turkey, even a an, an experienced hunter who's never turkey hunted. I mean, to to kind of get something like that burned in your brain. You yeah. almost have to apologize because. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of just stunning turkey scenes, the trailer dropped today. Hell yeah, it did. And uh, I think people maybe now are realizing that uh, last year was probably the best year I've ever spent hunting turkeys with a camera in my hand. Yeah. Because I just had so many good encounters and they were just. Like National Geographic stuff we're talking about. I know, about. right? Like it just like yeah, such yeah, good you stuff. You landed some really solid footage last year. And just, I, I don't know what it is if we're just lucky, but conversely, your footage is just, just as good, if not better. And it's just, man, that's that's gonna make for something else. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And, and you kind of combine all that with with uh, Mr. Hunter Wallace coming yeah. on and kind of ha- sit around and talk with us a little bit about not only the footage but. About what he's been up to and if you guys are not familiar with hunter wallace look him up uh right now he's got a really cool series on the uh mossy oak go app it's a, like a hunting app kind of like a uh, uh like a yeah, hunting tv youtube type uh platform and he's got a series on there with avnx that's really good um yeah. he's all over the place you know t- turkey call competitions what's he eight nine time champion grand eight national time, champion eight time national wild turkey federation grand national calling champion yeah for eight times eight times man like, and he's young what how old is he he's like early 20 21. 21 i think right now i think he turned 21 last year i i'm not sure he's probably turned 22 sometime soon i would think yeah, yeah. his dad had a picture somebody posted something and tagged his dad jeff uh, and it was a picture of Hunter, like he was like nine. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's <laughs> the that's the thing that trophy, so know? many so many people have got to watch Hunter kind of grow up. Yeah, right, right. Just because, excuse me, he's been doing this for so long, and he's a local boy. You know what I mean? So he's from this area. So you know, so he's starting to get known more on on more of a national stage. I mean, you're you're seeing him in episodes with guys like Matt Moret. You know what I mean? And, and right. these guys have been in the industry for twenty close to thirty years. Right. You know what I mean, so. Straight it, up turkey killers. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Boy, can you imagine Hunter hanging out with us? It'd be like Odell Beckham joining <laughs> the <laughs> Browns. Come on, man! It's a dream team over there now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See, I like fantasy football, and I would not touch anybody on that team. Maybe, maybe their quarterback. How, how, you know, guys, how, how do you, if you're playing fantasy football, how do you take somebody on that team now? You can't. No, not too one of them. To feed there, man. Too many mouths to feed. And you know what? It's going to hurt Saquon Barkley in fantasy. How is it going to hurt Saquon? Saquon's going to be a beast now. Oh, but see, the defenses know that. So you're going to have a defense stack in the box against the guy because where are they going to throw it? Well, see. We're, we're going to get deep in a conversation here. Yeah, maybe we're getting off track. Yeah, because <laughs> what what I think the Giants are doing right now is they're going all in on offensive line and defense. Okay. Because that's what wins championships. Sure. How how many 
all-star Pro Bowl receiving cores have the New England Patriots had mm-hmm. for all their championships. Sure. Not not nothing. N- no diva wide receivers. Even with Randy Moss, <clears throat> the Giants beat them that year. Mm-hmm. So it's so not wide receivers that win you Super Bowls. It's not. Especially it's it's short offensive lines. They've got the, the most small, short, white wide receivers I've ever seen ever. I think they may have a record. You well, I mean? hey, listen, I'm 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 not a short white guy, but I'm a white guy, so I like seeing these. You know, I like seeing. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice. It's a nice guys that nod, can play. I mean, it, it's it, but I mean, I think that's the thing is that consistent incremental yardage is what wins football games. And that's it. He can dump a pass five yards, ten, ten five yards, five yards, ten yards, ten it, yards. It, and they move the football. He's got time to do it. We're getting off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> might have to get some creative editing. I mean, I mean, we, <laughs> we're we both guys that love football, and mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I, I would think that a lot of the people that follow this podcast know that. A couple through three. Maybe we have some guys clicking forward here every like 15 yeah. second forward clicks. But, but I mean, geez, I could definitely – yeah, you started it, man. Yeah, I mean, it, you could you could tell that I can it's go off. Spot. I could go off for an hour. I know. You could ask anyone that uh, works with me. <laughs> They're like, are, "Are you going to let us work, or are you going to talk to us about the Giants all day?" And I'm yeah, like, I have to be careful because I have, I don't I don't work with anybody. I work alone a lot, so I have to. My my patients need to listen to my crap. <laughs> you need to talk to them it. while they're sleeping. Oh, yeah. No, when I'm hooking them up and doing my little pre thing with. Uh, you know, getting them all wired wired for sound for their sleep right. studies. Yeah, yeah, I talk their ears off. But kind of like what we're doing to you folks right about now. Yeah. But, I mean, we could talk about outdoor stuff. It doesn't have to be about, you know, the Giants' offensive line getting really bulked up. I, I think it's a really good thing. I'm done. I'm done. We have a, a list of we do. Uh, we, we, we do have a, a goal here, yeah, because it is. It's getting to be that time. Uh, you know, you you scroll through your if you're anything like us, and you scroll through your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed, you're seeing an awful lot of turkey content. A lot of people are getting jacked up, and a lot of people are getting excited for it. As are we. Um, and you know, like I said, Mark said the uh, the trailer dropped for what's coming up with the the episode uh, next month. Yep. It's a Latin word. Mm-hmm. It's a Latin term for turkey. Indeed. Yep. It's the uh, genus. The, yep. The, the genus name for it, and uh, it's pretty interesting. You know, regardless of subspecies, they all go by the same the same name, the same scientific name, as far as I know, Correct. anyway. Yes, I believe it's genus. I don't, or is it species? I just go with scientific name because I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a uh, like Galarapo or Galapau the hell is it i forget i i just had it i just wrote something on it ah the ago. the meliagris jimmy garoppolo yeah the jimmy garoppolo bird <laughs> that that's your boy that's yep uh up oh, genus i was right see that that's the turkey is around. a large bird in the genus meliragus mm-hmm. meliragus there's uh i mean it's an old word there's several different pronunciations of it it's funny you could actually go on and like click uh, pronounce this, pronunciate this, or or pronounce this, and like there's all these people who want to kick in their version of it. Yeah, Meliagris. I don't. I don't know. Meliagris. <laughs> Meliagris. Those upstate New Yorkers. I'm telling you, man. I was out this weekend. I was trying to kill one of the Meliagrises. I'm, I'm but, hoping uh, to try and kill a bird in New York this year. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Let's see how that plays out. I we got two we tags are up there. Speaking of, we have plans for 
already killing a turkey, so we better do it. It has to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're we're starting to call in recruits. I mean, like we're getting. Yeah, <laughs> I we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Getting people involved. We got we're we're gonna start you know like a little kid sweatshop deal. We're gonna get some kid hunters out there <laughs> killing some birds. Yeah, yeah. We start early. Mark's Mark's trying to put me in the hospital with some hot sauce. We'll yeah, that's, that might be a thing. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think that the uh, Meliagris is going to be a a big thing. I feel like there hasn't been a good turkey hunting story told in a, in ever. Yeah, has, has there ever been a good turkey hunting film? You know what? I, I mean, don't. I, I I'd have to think on it for a minute because I watch a lot. Of, I, I'm a turkey nerd, dude. I am hardcore. I watch a lot of turkey crap, uh, a lot of turkey videos, a lot of turkey hunting. Speaking. So there's a couple of them that are out there, but the. Uh, what was that? <laughs> you just said you watch a lot of turkey crap. Yeah, yeah. Aldo, Aldo <laughs> rolled in turkey crap the other day because they are all over the house. Oh, that, just like yeah. I, like like I said, my God. I had to strip down, get in the shower with him, and scrub this dog down. <laughs> I hated him. I hated him for a good two hours. Yeah, no doubt. But I can't imagine. Way. Yeah, they do. They make a mess. I don't know. What is the deal with dogs wanting to cover themselves in the stinkiest you know, garbage they could find? And I'm not sure it's all dogs. I think it's primarily labs. Because my lab, Skeet, he used to do it all the time. I, I, he'd get out of the shower, run out in the yard, and roll in his own shit. Like, yeah. no. it's like he, he walks outside and his pupils like yep. dilate and he's like, there is something disgusting around here and I need it all over my body. That's it, man. It's going to feel good. Yeah, buddy. It's God. disgusting. Hell, you might want to try it sometime. I mean, it might, he might be onto something. Well, um, if Bridget holds any kind of resentment <laughs> to me like she does Aldo, I don't want any part of it because right? she's still got a grudge against him. Uh, but as, like, like we're about, we're really on fire tonight. Yeah. Uh, but like anyway, to get back to the whole trailer thing, for like you said, you know, some of the footage that we were able to, we were fortunate to get last year for the kind of weather that we went through last year, we were yeah. fortunate to get what we did. So it was one of those weird years. You know, I've had seasons where I've been able to hunt. You know, twelve, fifteen, twenty days. You know what I mean? Because that, right. that's a lot of time in the woods for the season that we get. And I. I wasn't able to close the deal. So last year was the first time I was able to actually kill a bird on film, self-filming. And we've killed them before. You know, I've filmed them. Or I've, you know, and I've had people film, you know, and gotten it done. But, you know, to self-film by myself, running the camera, running three cameras, and get a bird in front of me and, and you know, kind of make it happen was, you know, very rewarding. Uh, you had some great footage. I mean, we, it, just, it just worked out, man. Last year was just a good year in that regard. Timing was perfect, especially yeah. when I started this project. Yeah, I mean, and that was the thing. Last year was my, uh, I can't really say it's my first self-filmed turkey kill because a couple of years ago I filmed one where, uh, I don't know, I, I don't think I ever told a story. I accidentally killed two birds with one shot. <laughs> Been there. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, I reported and it was it was actually it was it was a pretty good story and I, I filmed everything and I reported it and I, I brought the bird to uh to the the game where we met um up in Montrose and it went pretty smooth and he issued me another tag because I I took my second tag and I tagged the bird hmm. just because I didn't know whether or not I should, you know, 
put one tag on them and right, like, right. I didn't know what to do, so I called them right away and it actually went really smooth. And uh we're 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 super fortunate in Susquehanna County to have a really good uh officer. Well, you know what, and they usually respond pretty well to that. Yeah. You know I mean, I if mean they just pull be you upfront. over and you got two in your trunk, <laughs> it's probably not gonna go well. Yeah. They but, don't want to find it. They would rather know about it prior right right they want if you go about it and bring it to them and say hey look man i messed up i mean and, that, and it happens you know they get it yeah you maybe know. i'll post the footage of that because i still have it all yeah. and i just never really figured out a way to put it together but i guess yeah. telling it now would be a good story and if i am going to post it i might as well kind of explain it because the way i was set up i was hunting on this stone wall i had my gun laying over the wall and it was a rainy day and I knew that the turkeys hung around this field, and it was just a matter of time till right, they right. came to this one area. And I was calling and calling. Eventually, this <laughs> again, a herd of turkeys, flock, whatever you want to call them, a bunch of gobblers came over this hill, and they were all, you know, they were battling it out. And the way the camera looks, it looks like these turkeys are lined up perfect. But from where I was. I had definitely a clear shot, and it had to be like one stray BB. Just got him. And it was it was a Jake and a mature bird, and obviously mm-hmm. I I peppered the mature bird, and the Jake was just a collateral Victim damage. Victim of circumstance, yeah. Yeah, but and I mean I told I told the warden when I, when I brought it there I was like, I mean I'll take both of them if you want I'll tag both of them I have two tags yeah I'll gladly eat both of them and not hunt anymore. He's like, no, no, no. I, I, and that's the one thing I don't understand. Who knows what happened with that bird? I, I'd love to know, but whatever. I got another tag, and right. I wasted that. That went to nothing. Mm. Well, at least, you know, it's a good story, though, because it kind of just goes to show you. If, if you're honest and you're up front with uh, the game commission, they're usually pretty pretty lax on you. They're not looking mm-hmm. out. They're not out there to really bust your balls, you know what I mean? Unless you're an idiot, then yeah. good luck because they're going to they're going to smell it on you. Yeah. But that's they're, they're trained to do, but yeah, that's 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 pretty cool them that they actually kind of, you know, yeah. gave you another tag. I, I actually didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, he's uh he's a good guy. I'm not going to n- name him on the right. podcast. I don't know if that's copious yeah, or whatever, clear but that with him first. <laughs> but uh I mean, he he was cool with letting me film the whole thing, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'll I'll, show, I'll I'll put the footage on here, but uh, yeah, man, it's it, it's uh, it was it was a good season last year. Um, oh yeah, that you know you got some really good footage, got one on film. I got some good footage, got one on film, uh, <laughs> and now it's all kind of lining up to come together into uh, something that's gonna be pretty neat. Yeah, uh, I actually so filled both my tags last year. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy two tags last year. Actually, I only got one the year before. I didn't. I and I didn't fill them both. But do you remember uh, the second one that I shot? No. I was, what was I doing? Uh, we had a, it was Memorial Day weekend, and we were getting ready for a party. Oh, yeah, you just like no shirt on or yeah. something? Yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had a pair of camo shorts on, and I didn't have a shirt on, and I was, I think I was power washing deck furniture. And I heard the turkey gobble behind the house. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed the shotgun, and I ran back there, and I got next to a tree. I didn't even have a call. I called with my mouth. And the turkey came in within 30 yards, and I <laughs> I definitely have a, a picture of it on my phone. It's pretty funny, it's, man. It's a pretty grimy picture. Speaking of calling with your mouth, I've been contemplating on whether I, I've been practicing. It sounds crazy, but 
I've been I've been practicing my spit and drum, like with my mouth, like mm-hmm. I do a spit and drum. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that I've seen a few people do it, and it's do it now. pretty effective. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do it now. If you don't want to. <laughs> I, paused, I was like, all right. All right <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do it right now. But uh, I have to get into a sound booth. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a tough thing calling with your mouth. It is. Uh, you know, my buddy Gary, man, he can hen call like nobody's business. I never heard anybody call so well with yeah. their mouth. I mean, he calls better with his mouth than I do with a call in my mouth. He's really, but like yelping and stuff like that, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, you. I, I think we've we've had this discussion that you don't have to be that good to call a turkey. In. No, I've I, I've got footage of hens that sound like they're drunk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm like, really? That's oh, that uh, that clip that I have of of that hen that we're gonna show in Meliagris, See if uh, see if Hunter could replicate that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm gonna have that to tell him to bring bring some calls with him because seriously, that's some crazy noises. Coming that's out it. Of that you know, bird. I, I've you know, I've had calls where they're just wet or whatever, and it just wasn't working out, and I just gave up. But it was enough to get their interest where they came to see what was going on and you know, right. close the deal with really crappy calling. So yeah, yeah, don't don't overthink it. Yeah, make enough I mean, noise to get their interest, and uh, maybe yeah, get lucky. Pre- pretty much any any box call you mess around, you could call a gobbler. And yeah, there's some really cool calls out there. I think Night and Hale makes one called the Push Pull. You ever see that thing? Yeah, it's like a that was a uh, uh, got a string on it. You can hook it to the barrel of your gun. That did I? Did I? Doesn't sound terrible. And did easy. I just see uh, a meme the other day about somebody saying that they've every turkey I've killed I've called in with a push pull, something like that. I don't know where it's like it's not a bad little call. I've never used one, but I've seen them. I used to you can put it right on your on store. your gun. You can put it on your gun and pull it with a string, or you can kind of just push it with your finger, or you can pull the string and pull it. It's and it's a little square box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a like a little yeah. It's just a little yeah. box that sits on. You know, you can yeah. hook it up to your gun. Or you can put it on your knee. You can keep it in your pocket. I mean, and it's hard. It, you can't screw it up. Yeah, it's like you yeah. know foolproof. Right, um, which is nice. I mean, yeah, it doesn't sound the greatest, but like we said, you don't have to sound the greatest. It's it's enough, especially if you're new to calling or right. you're new to turkey hunting. It takes a little pressure off. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, that's absolutely. Probably the biggest hurdle to turkey calling is, or to turkey hunting rather, is calling accurately and feeling like you're getting somewhere with it. You know. Yeah. I was fortunate to have some pretty solid dudes, you know, to hunt with when I started turkey hunting, and they they knew their stuff when they were calling, so. I just started to emulate what they were doing. Then over time, I developed my own methods and, you know, strategy and pace and, you know, it's your, your canter and all that stuff and your volume. You, and, you remember your first turkey hunt? Uh, yes. Yep. I, did, I was actually by myself. I was 16 years old. Never saw a turkey. But I went out. I was figuring, why not? I'm going to go give it a shot. I knew where the turkeys kind of hung out. There was this big open field. Right. And I figured, and I used to, we used to drive by when my mom used to take me at my grandparents' house. And I'd see them in the in the field, like in the evenings and stuff. So I figured, I'm going to go over there. That's where they're going to be. I mean, of course, you know, they were in the evenings, but not right. quite in the morning. But it was fun to get out there. But yeah. I didn't call. I was more of an ambush hunter then. Uh, then when I got older, like in high school and stuff like that, I started hunting with a buddy who knew how to call. And he kind of showed me the ropes and calling. And uh, he actually called the first bird I ever killed in. He called it in for me. That was in 2000. Bird never made a sound. It was a, one of those birds that came in quiet. Right. You know what I mean? Where you're calling, calling, calling. Nothing. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the heck is that moving? Up Here he comes. Which is pretty wild because I feel like that's kind of an adaptation that I feel like turkeys have, like, 
kind of evolved into. Mm-hmm. You know, they've just gotten gotten, you know, well, wise to calling. Like so today, many turkeys, like there's so many turkey hunters now in Pennsylvania. I just feel like calling has gotten less effective. And I, I guarantee that there's a study that could be done to prove that, but it just kind of seems that way. It seems like you hear less turkeys gobbling now than ever, even though there are definitely the same number of turkeys a few years ago, if right. not more. Well, I mean, the population's strong right now. Now, to date, that's the biggest bird I've ever shot. So he was the oldest bird. So he's so he's been around. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I think he came in quiet. You know, you get a two-year-old bird, even a three-year-old bird, they're probably going to gobble. They're going to be a little bit more rambunctious, you know. Right. Maybe a little bit more prone to More fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, I I have no problem shooting a two-year-old bird, man. They're fun. They're it's not about the, the 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 length of the beard, all that. I mean, I don't shoot Jakes anymore. I'm not against it because, like, I'm taking my buddy out. If if a I, Jake comes in, I'm like shoot him. My kid shot a Jake, his first bird. That's a that's a good that's a good topic right there. I mean, when do you pass up a bird? What when do you ever? It's, it's the same re- same. I think it comes along the same lines as when do you pass up a, a good eight pointer? Yeah, because you I, shot I don't, a bunch I don't of good eight pointers. I, I don't know because it's personal preference. You know what I mean, dude? I, I we've been talking about bow hunting. Turkeys. Doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of seem though? I don't want. I don't. I don't want to use this word. Too late. The turkey <laughs> is kind of less meaningless. It, it not. It's not meaningless. Like, do you know no, what no. I mean? Well, you know, it, it, and it, again, it how, comes to the how do you even differentiate though? But it's easier it's to not kill. Like, it's oh, easier look. to kill a year and a half year old buck than it is to kill a four-and-a-half-year-old buck. Sure. Right? Same thing with a Jake. It's easier to kill a Jake because sure. there's usually a couple of them all hanging out together okay. than it is to kill a three- or four-year-old gobbler. But, I mean, how many birds walk by with eight-inch beards? And and does beard length even represent age? I don't even know if that's true um, or not. To a point. Yours, your, I think your spurs are more likely to represent age than beards. Yeah, and, and you're not... You're not scoping them out. No. You know what I mean? No. I don't so care. If it's, they got a it's, full it's, fan, that's my I look for. If yeah. they have a... You so know, I'm, but I mean, like fan, a two-year-old bird has a full fan. Yep. So, I mean, you, you're never... I don't think you're going to differentiate a two-year-old bird from a three-year-old bird. Nope. Not until they're on the ground. Yeah. Not until they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, it's kind of tricky. Some guys can do it. You know, I've seen guys walk up and go, oh, that's a four-year-old. Yeah. Oh, Okay. I mean, I can. I know yeah, it is a two-year-old. I don't, I don't the know. bird I shot last year was pretty obviously a two-year-old bird. He wasn't that old. Um, See, I, I'm not that. I, I don't know. I just haven't cared that much to right. get into figuring out how to age them because I, I don't really think there is any way. I mean, I, I've shot, I've shot a bird with an 11-inch beard, and I don't know if he was actually older than any of the other birds that I've shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's I mean, a good I point. Sh- I that that bird that dude write that down. That's a question we gotta see if Hunter knows the answer to. He's kind of a, he, you know he's a turkey nerd like I am. You know what I mean? So there was one youth season that I shot a bird. It, it was my best bird today. Double beard. He had a nine and a half inch beard and a four and a half inch beard. Nice. And I shot him at fifty yards with the Ultimag. Nice. Yeah, well, they'll, was, they'll get out there, man. It was it was sweet. It was it was awesome. It was probably one of the best turkey hunts of my life. And that bird weighed like 22 and a half pounds, probably the, the heaviest bird that I've ever shot. Yeah, yeah. That bird with the 11-inch beard, he weighed like 19 pounds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also that was on the last the last day of the season. So, yeah. I mean, he was run down from probably breeding, I guess. But 
Is that a thing? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. And I again, it, I think that has more to do with where they live in. I mean, if you're hunting like a a, a big hardwood, you know, big woods bird, they're probably going to be a little lighter than if you were to kill one that's on a farm eating, you know, you know, manure that kind of stuff, yeah. picking through manure and, and eating corn that kind of thing. I think a diet has a lot to do with it. I could be wrong, but um, you know, it's. As far as like, you know, there's a lot of birds where I see they come running and you see that beard just swinging in the breeze. Right. It, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, that just strikes me as, as an older bird. It takes a while to get the beard to that length. But, you know, with the, the late season freezes that we have, a lot of these birds, they'll, they'll, fr- they'll they get the ice ball. freeze, yeah, yeah. And they'll break off. Right. Um, you know, you'll see a beard, uh, a, a turkey sometimes with an eight inch beard that's got, you know, inch and a half spurs. It's like, dang me those spurs you know that's an older bird right but the beard doesn't really tell that same story so that's where i usually lean on the spurs to give you indicate a little bit more age that and you know the way the attitude of the bird is have you killed a, a double spurred bird nope double spurred bird i killed a single spurred bird my first bird ever had one spur oh okay i was like single yep. spur. i was like everyone was <laughs> single spur. Only one. But you only mean one leg. single spurred on one foot only. One foot only. The other one was blank, oh, okay. not broken off. Just Now, that flat. is rare. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's rare for sure. Yeah. I actually have the spur in my car. I put it on made a necklace out of it because it was a good one. It was, uh, it was over an inch and a quarter. Yeah. I saw a post today of a guy holding a, a gobbler with no spurs. Mm-hmm. It was just... Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well... It's weird, you know? I mean, that that could be a thing, I guess. Or are you holding a hen? I, I don't know. But he... Because all it was was the feet in his face. Yeah. yeah but, yeah, I mean... Hard, hard to tell. You got to kind of take the, take, take the word for it. But, I mean, uh, why even take the picture at that point? Yeah, just because it's interesting, you know? Kind of makes uh, you wonder. It's a celebration, you know what I mean? It's a memory. Kind of uh, makes a fellow wonder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I just... I'm, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if there is really a way to age them like with deer in its teeth. You know what I mean? You can kind of really look at their teeth to age them or you can kind of get an idea based on their belly or their neck or that kind of thing. Um, but Probably I would mean on the spurs, man. Saw their leg in half, count the rings. There you go. It's like a tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably the same, I would imagine. <laughs> from, from like, you know. People are listening to this going, what the hell is biolog- going on? <laughs> From a biological <laughs> standpoint, I would say counting the rings Seems is Seems legit. Probably an accurate measurement. Um Why take, wouldn't the, it be? take this for what it is. This is science. Um Or you could just ask them before you shoot them. Yeah. I mean, if anyone would know, it'd probably be the unified sportsman. Let's call that. They, they they probably definitely have an answer. Yeah. And they've they got somebody do. that's gonna give a speech on it. If they don't have the answer, they'll just disagree with you and not have an answer. So <laughs> just tell you how wrong your answer is. Mm-hmm. I mean nothing. But either way, either way, we don't we don't, we don't call anyone out. So, um, but we, we we kind of we're, we're we're talking earlier about uh, about bow hunting turkeys. And, yes. Uh, oh, you know, what? I was I was going to get into this on for some reason, and I got off track, and I was like, I got to get back to the bow hunting. I got back to the bow hunting thing. I can't remember why the hell I was going to talk about the bow hunting the turkeys. Um, oh, it was because, hard. you know, like uh, the jakes. We were talking about jakes and stuff like that. I mean, I, I've, I've been trying to kill a bird for – it's almost embarrassing. Um, I've been trying – so this will be 17th year. Yeah, the, the 17th year I've been trying to kill a bird with a bow. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not that bad a hunter, I swear. <laughs> yeah. It's just been those – 
those situations and the circumstances just haven't lined up, man. I, yeah. I actually have a video out where I missed one two years ago, and it was I remember just, that. And I got flack, man. People were breaking my stones for putting that out. Like, why would you do that? Why would you put that video out because you missed? Because I missed. It was a good video. It was a good hunt. Yeah, it was awesome. You know? Yeah, I just. I'm sure it's just as memorable that. as if you killed the turkey. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it just it just forces me to grind harder on that. You know what I mean? I mean, I've shot an arrow between a turkey's legs once. I don't know who's more surprised, the turkey or me, when that I just used the wrong pin, and I panicked. Yeah. I overthought it, and I used my 30 yard when I should use my 20 yard, and the arrow went right between his legs. He was facing straight at me. And it hit the dirt, and it the veins came up and smacked them, I guess, where his nuts would be, and uh, scared the crap out of him. And my buddy Damien ended up shooting him because he was kind of backing me up, you know. And it's and I've had Jake's come in where I could have shot five or six of them, right? At yeah, ten yards. Yep. But I let him go because it, it, that's not that's not my goal. I have a goal in mind, you know. I mean, I shot a bird in the fall, and that's great. So I can't say I've never shot a turkey with the bow. But I want to shoot one in the spring, calling them in, just like your standard typical yeah. spring turkey hunt. You, know you I mean? want that right. I want it to happen. You want, want it the right way. That's right. And everyone, and perfect transition, everyone wants that right turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. So do you want to put a fan on the on your stabilizer and creep up to a turkey and have uh, him come at you? Yeah. No, you don't. Nope. You I don't want that. No, because the same reason I don't hunt out of a blind. Exactly. Listen, again, please don't think that I'm against blinds because for years I hunted out of one. Um, you know, I, and I've talked about this before. You know, I, I started hunting turkeys because I shot a big one back in 2000, and I was just hooked. I was absolutely hooked. Now, I was hooked before that because we'd been turkey hunting since. I started hunting turkeys in 95, and it took me until 2000 to kill one in the spring. Right. And my buddy called one in, gain, again, came in silent, just woodsmanship killed that bird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I was smart enough to sit still and to wait on it. And when he came in, I was smart enough to wait, let him get behind a tree before I repositioned. He came out from behind the tree. I shot that bird at 12 yards. Awesome. And, you know, it it, it was amazing. I mean, and the bird was absolutely massive. I still have the tail. I've got the spur. Like I said, I made a necklace out of the spur. I've got the beard. I have all that stuff from it. You know what I mean? Um, But that kind of got me into it. And that was right around the same time that I started bow hunting. So I'm like, you know what? It would be really cool if I can kill one with a bow. Yeah. And that's what bit me, man. So it was 2000 I shot that bird. 2001 I, I hunt with a shotgun again. And in 2002 I had really starting to get into bow hunting. You kind of got bigger than your britches there. Was, Absolutely. I was yeah. like, how hard could it be? It's hard. It's, it's, it's impossibly hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, 2019. you know, I mean, my dad took me out for turkeys every year since I was 12. The first year he took me out. He called a turkey in, 30 yards. I dropped him. It was just like, this is easy. Right? A piece of cake. Did it almost every year up until I was whatever age and I started going on my own. And I was like, I should just take the boat. This would be so easy. Yep. Nah. Nah, it's hard, man. It's hard. There's a lot more movement involved. I mean, again, that's that's a, that's a huge conversation right there. But, you know, the, the it's, it became part of can I do it? And it was didn't I didn't care if I shot a bird. I can't say that because I do care if I shoot a bird. But if I didn't kill a bird, it wasn't the end of my season. It wasn't a waste. Right, it wasn't right, I, right. it wasn't a lost cause because I learned so much about turkey behavior and woodsmanship and calling and setup and roosting and scouting. 
I mean, the, the, the amount of work I put into trying to kill a damn bird with a bow and arrow is yeah. absurd. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I, I I put out that video last year of the, the walnut brain bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably got more hits on it than... <laughs> and it's, I think that was the first time I ever took the bow out and I was like, cakewalk. This yep. is going to be done one time. Yep. Nope. Yeah, it's hard, they, man. They just... And you know what? That was the perfect day to do that. It was so foggy. And if they just came in the way... That's that, good footage too, by the way. Yeah, just really the way that I thought they would have, it would have been perfect. But they didn't. They came all the way around, came right at me, and it was mm-hmm. just like two of them. It, yeah. ha- it had to be two. You know, if it was one, I could have let them hang out and start strutting. Same thing happened with me when I missed that bird. Two of them came in together. Yeah. And it was like you got to wait because when, you... Get a play when it, the time when, perfect. When is two birds a bad thing? When you're when bow you, hunting. When you have a bow <laughs> in your hand. Yeah, so we're we're hoping to probably put put together a plan this year and uh, kind of combine forces a little bit to try and get this done. We uh, could we could get it done. Yeah, and like I said, every year I say this is my year. This is my year, and that again, and I'm cool with that because I I, I haven't lost it yet. I haven't thrown my hands up yet. Now, last year I shot one with a shotgun because my bow was giving me issues and i was like i'm not going to go out and just with a bow that i'm not comfortable with i'll just go out with a shotgun i love hunting you know i'm a hunter first then yep. i'm a bow hunter then i'm a turkey hunter then i'm a waterfowl hunter then i'm a you know I'm not necessarily in that exact order but right. you know i i can break it down from there but you know listen if i kill a bird with a shotgun i'm just as thrilled but when i finally do not if but when i finally do kill a bird with the bow that probably the last time i ever take a freaking bow into the woods after yeah, turkey, I don't know. I'm gonna hunt him like a real man after that. Nunchuckas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, bare hands. Yeah, like, bare hands. I'm gonna strangle him. Wow. I'm gonna jump out from behind a bush and whack him with a nunchuck. Sometimes I, I kind of think that I might be able to get away with that. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, dude. I've had turkeys almost run me over, almost step on me. They just reap and a turkey and grab it by the neck. Grab it by like, the neck. You know what I mean? What What's the difference? Like you're already that close to them. See that? Yeah, yeah. The reaping thing is is an interesting conversation. You know what I mean? That's because uh, it's not legal in PA, but it's legal in a bunch of states. And I've I wonder pretty... is it is it legal if you don't have a firearm or a bow or any weapon? Oh, that's a good question. Imagine if you went out there barehanded to and reap just try a turkey. To tackle one. And just like got behind him, <laughs> try to grab it by the neck real quick. Yeah, you uh, might be able to do it. You know, and that becomes an ethical thing. So it, it'd be a new challenge, a new uh, social media challenge. Oh, here we go. Why did <laughs> Why did I even say it? Can you get a feather off a turkey barehanded? You don't got to kill him. Just a get feather. a feather off him. No, kill a turkey. <laughs> you want to impress me? Kill a turkey. Like <laughs> senseless. Any any idiot that can go out there and find a conversation. <laughs> any idiot can go out there and find a feather. Well, then fine. If that's the case, then I'm taking my nunchucks. If I can kill a bird with nunchucks, I well, think then, that's then just you, as cool you've as got, with your bare hands. You you've got like an extra like. I'm lucky I don't knock myself out. Two feet of reach on that. Yeah. Walk okay. oh, so Now we're talking about the advantage of the nunchucks. All right. Oh come on. <laughs> Are they tactical nunchucks or just like uh, traditional? Oh man. <laughs> We boy, better oh end boy. this. We yeah, better... seriously. What are we at here? Like 40 minutes of BS? Wow. Turkey. God bless you all for sticking with us. We're just like, we hit play. We're like, hey, let's just start talking. It's turkey season. We'll have all kinds of stuff to talk about. We put so much thought 
into the first half of this podcast. Yep, and it went right out the freaking window. <laughs> yeah. Well. Hey, whatever, man. Hope you guys are enjoying this. We're having a hell of a time here. Yeah. We're having fun. Yeah, I mean, it took us two hours to just start recording. Yeah, we had so much to talk about, and here we just pretty much blew it. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of planning. I mean, honestly. Yeah, this isn't easy, people. Yeah. So you're welcome. All right. Well, that that was, that was plenty of <laughs> turkey hunting nonsense for the first half. We will uh, pause this up. Yeah, let's and... take five. We'll uh, regroup. And uh, we'll come back at you. We'll and we're going to do of... the exact same thing. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to have a beer review. That's going to last about 15 minutes, and then we're going to talk about turkeys until somebody passes out. So That's it. probably be you guys. Yep. All right. You thank you, everybody. We'll see you in five. That dropped down, came back up, and went back down. See, I love it. That's a, that's a pop. Indeed, pop, it is. Pop, we don't pop, need pop. no stupid clapper board. No. But we're back, second half of the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're still drinking beer. We I don't are. know if you noticed in the first half, we were also drinking beer. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> By the way, thank y'all for sticking around for the second half because uh, we kind of went nuts in the first half, but. We can't help ourselves, man. No, we can't help ourselves. Yeah. Spring is calling. Yeah. It's warming up. You know, it's, it's cabin fever, it's, man. It's cat. It's cabin fever. Hell at this yeah. Point. We've been in this basement talking to each other. Yeah. All, win- all <laughs> for months. All winter long. I'm telling you. But uh, now it's now it's time to kind of explore the out of doors, people. Yeah, I can't wait. We have so many good things coming up. Absolutely. But you know what? Honestly, I just took a sip of this beer that mm-hmm. we're drinking. Take a sip of it. Take, take, count real quick. Kind of tastes like spring. Indeed, doesn't it? A it's little bit. Springy. Doesn't it give you that like, that like uplifting like? Ooh, it's it's spring. It's like sitting on the porch, sitting on the deck. You know what I mean? Not Things quite are turning green. hot yet, but like you know, throw on a sweatshirt, go chill out. Morning coffees on the deck. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Bridget Robbins in the yard. I think it was last Friday, Bridger and I sat on the deck and had a beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like 65 degrees. I know, man. And, you know, we were sitting there and there was a turkey down at the end of the driveway and he was gobbling. And I I didn't even care about going to get my phone. I was like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I just don't care. It's just nice to chill out, hang out, relax. Yeah, no, I, I dig it. I mean, and that's the best thing around here about summer is the chill factor in yeah. uh, northeast pennsylvania when it comes to summer because it gets hotter than hell around here sometimes yeah so being able to kind of just chill on a deck or in the shade or whatever and uh you know have a beer eat your burgers or whatever eat your dinner outside that's like that's summer man so good that's the ticket and you mm. know you can't get the summer without getting through spring and for a lot of people man, listen you and i are big fall guys oh we, yeah we love I the mean, fall. as much as i love that yeah i think the changing seasons makes a man. 
It may, it may, may, you know, I don't want to sound too like sexist, but it makes you appreciate life in a a full sense. Like it all year round, like you're looking forward to something. And I think that that builds character. I think spring and fall are kind of the bookends to that. I mean, a man who could walk outside in his underwear in sub degree weather to open a chicken coop. Yeah, that's pretty badass right there, brother. Yeah, there you go. You need to get a flex on for that. <laughs> I said that with my chest. I'm just glad. I, I got to say, man, it's probably a good thing you don't have neighbors awfully close by. Oh, yeah. That, that's the best part of living in the country. Yeah, see, me, I, I got neighbors around. right next door, so they don't really appreciate my underwear tirades nearly uh, as much as, you know, you could probably get away with it up here. Oh, yeah. Tell you, you want to you keep a neighbor away from you. You sit on your tidy whities and clean your guns on the porch. That's all right. <laughs> Right on, on on your porch? Hell yeah, dude. That's how I get rid of my crazy-ass neighbors, man. They come outside and they see me sitting on my porch cleaning my guns. They don't even talk to me. I drive by your house in the morning. I'm glad I haven't witnessed that yet. But, yeah, I mean, well, you know, also that might be a, a, an awakening me, we factor. Need, we, don't, we, we don't need to enter that stage of our relationship just yet. No, not yet. Despite the fact of the rumor that we may have met on Tinder. <laughs> Rumors are rumors, buddy. Indeed. That's what they're there for, man. That's why they're called rumors. Yep. Maybe uh, they're true, maybe they're not. Hey, I'll tell you what. The rumor is this double Daisy Cutter Capra pale ale. You like that transition? That was pretty sweet. That is pretty uh, good, man. Yeah. We've had Half Acre Brewing on the podcast before. Indeed. I don't remember what episode it was or whatever, but it was. was I'm going to just throw a dart at a number and say like episode five or six. I'm going to have no choice but to agree with you. Somewhere early in the yeah, podcast. We should probably write this stuff down. Yeah. We could have because we're so organized at this as it is. Um, we should probably keep track of some of this stuff or something. I know that we we, <laughs> we had an offer for for a producer and it, it might uh might be beneficial to us. Is that we... right? I didn't know about that. Was it uh, my wife? Yeah, it was your wife. <laughs> and it's not a it's not a bad idea. But I, I mean, I can imagine having the, the two of our wives sitting at a desk like over there like yeah careful what you ask for giving us angry eyes mm-hmm. uh, about saying things tapping on their watch like a you know like hey you know what time it is i do know what time it is it's time to drink some double daisy uh, cutter capra double pale ale <laughs> yeah but either way yeah I did. Drinking, don't get me wrong drinking, drinking the beer i like that Indeed. i like that Indeed. idea no we have some pretty uh kick-ass wives gotta mm-hmm. say that Mm-hmm. Um, you guys will meet them soon. We're gonna have them on. We're gonna wait till probably summertime. We'll do uh, an yeah. episode with the ladies on. We're gonna move it to the outside because so if I run, I have somewhere that they can't catch me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not confined somewhere. Indeed. You know what I mean. Indeed. If I have to start running, it's That's just it, endless. Man. I could just hop the wall, keep going. That's the benefit of of, of this. If we kind of not confined talk to walls. ourselves into a corner here, we can easily get out because well. You know, who gives a rat's ass, but yeah. If I turn it. around and start running right now, mm-hmm. I'd make it three feet and slam into a wall. Indeed, indeed. You put if we it get in outside, television. if we get outside, endless possibility, she has to be faster than me. Dude, I'd run out of breath before I ran out of room. That's for damn sure. True. I don't True. usually run unless I'm on fire or something's chasing me anymore, so. Yeah, and she knows that too, so she wouldn't even get up. <laughs> I'd be out of breath. She, she just wait for, yards, you to, wait, wait for you to kick yeah. over. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we're we're talking about a uh, half acre brewing. So we have a different version of the double daisy cutter, right? Which is not 
an IPA. It's not a double IPA. It's a double pale ale. Semantics. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not. Whatever I'm, it is, it's good. Like, I, and if I recall, we did enjoy the last one. Oh yeah, uh, the, the last double, double daisy. daisy cutter. Uh, I think it's also pale ale. Maybe I think it has the donkey with the two heads on right, it. Right, 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 right. So I mean, that was that was good. This is also pretty killer. It, it's dude, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's it has clear. decent clarity. It's not like one of those like. I was just gonna say, foggy if I, beers. If I closed my eyes and tasted it, I would think it would be hazier than it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> if you close your eyes and taste it, it'd be like, <laughs> wait a second. This tastes clear. If you could taste orange, I could taste clear. <laughs> this tastes clear. Yeah, it tastes clear. <laughs> no, it no, it like guava. It it doesn't taste like guava. Right. I don't think. Um, it does taste, I, don't, I hate using the word fruity, mm-hmm. but it's tropical. Yeah. I'll go with tropical. I'll go with tropical. It's, uh, I, I mentioned there was a term I used earlier about the aftertaste. It has. Did we uh, even say the name of this beer? It's double daisy cutter Capra. Capra. Yeah. Double pale ale, half acre beer. Um, there was a, a term eight, I used 8%. earlier. 8%. I, I love their artwork. Yeah, it is pretty Crazy. cool. It's very trippy. Like, it's like a hand with no... Th- is that a thumb? I don't know. It's like a, a purple hand with maybe no thumbs. I'm not sure. I think it has two thumbs. Is it two thumbs or no thumbs? I don't know, but it's uh, interesting for sure. We're going to have to put a picture of this I up think, so people understand what the hell I we're talking about. I think it has two about. thumbs, and I don't know what's in the center of it. It's inviting. Yeah, but... it's like a cool, crazy green tree with purple bushes and like uh Oh, that is a tree. A, is that a tree? I guess. Yeah, on the left-hand side. It looks right, like yeah. kind of like... A, a level out of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, right? Yeah, interesting. And again, you know, that that's pretty cool, man. I, I got to give a lot of props to these beer companies who put some work into the labels on their beer cans. Yeah, it's sweet. Now, this is one of those beers where it's actually a wrap-on label, but they painted the can blue, and they put some work into the like the actual ink uh, on the can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's I mean? true. Some of them are just like a silver can, and they wrap a label on it. They call it a day. And some of them do really well. I mean, uh, also, they do a great job on it, but... Also, parts of the label are, uh, like, reflective. Yes. Yeah, I know it's like some of the eyeball things, like, where these, uh, I don't know. Is that holographic? I don't know if it's like a... It's pretty sweet. I remember the 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 Double Daisy Cutter Pale Ale, the original one. Yeah. That was very, like, reflective. It had a lot of shiny nonsense going on. Yeah, and it had a double-head donkey. I mean, when do you get to see double-head donkeys outside of Tijuana? craziness I, I wish they would give credit to the uh, maybe they do give credit to the artists who draw this stuff hmm. because there's like anchorage brewing company do it they do a lot of yeah. work with um uh what's the Wolf, uh wolf skull jack, jack. Yeah. yeah they're pretty badass i got a bunch of their beer cans uh my wife wants to cut them open and frame them they're that cool i would like the artwork I mean, they... on it so i wish they would you know and maybe they do maybe i'm wrong but um, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think the it. people who design these cans deserve a little bit more credit. I mean, they, you know what? When than they get, I actually bought this today. I was in. The, I was in the beer store, and I saw this, and all all the other like four packs were like thirteen bucks, whatever. This was seventeen fifty for a four pack. Mm, that's that's a little on the steep it, side. It's but. pricey, but I mean, I looked at the can. And then I also saw that it was half acre, and I was, 
I was sold just just because of what they put in the can. The, what they put into the artwork of the can had to have factored into the price of the beer. It has to. I mean, the the, the actual aluminum of the can mm-hmm. matches the artwork of the label. Yeah. So that has to be specific to this beer. And that's, I think, where, uh, I don't know, maybe it's overlooked, maybe it's not, is is – in, in the world of craft beers. Yeah, it, it shouldn't work that they put in. Because, I mean, listen, you go buy a Budweiser can, it's been the same way. How, how long has Budweiser been putting the same, you know, label? I don't their, know. They, they change it, but, or whatever. but what difference does it make? Because it's always the same. Right, right. So to, to be able to go into a place and look at a cooler with that's got, like, eight doors on it and there's 20 different beers per door. I they mean, they should. They, they have to. Right. Because, I mean... What's going to draw your eye? It's basic marketing. You know I mean? mean, I was standing in front of a rack of nice. excellent beer, and it was a rack. And it was just a big rack right in my face. But, I mean, this, honestly, it stood out. Yeah. And then I looked at it, and I was like, I looked at the price, and I was like, hmm. Right. I, 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 knew, think... I knew Half Acre, and I knew Double Daisy Cutter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, we did... Double Daisy Cutter, so let's do the Capra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty cool, and I like the fact that we re- revisited because this is not the first time we re-, re. Pardon me, I can't say it. You we've revisited a beer. We've had uh, haven't we had the Hop Slam twice? Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, this, did this we? Is, did we do Hop Slam twice? Well, maybe we didn't do it on the podcast, but we drank it twice. Um, then we do another one up. that was. Oh, wait, what was it? We did another one. You're like, I've had this before, but it was oh, it was the uh, was was it the Walpole Pack Hydroelectric? Didn't you have that uh, a version? Of oh that last year? yes. Okay. Yeah, um, I had. There was one I've other. had two versions of the Hydroelectric, which were just awesome. And seriously, of cool l- cans. Legitimately, one of my favorite beers, with one of by far my favorite artworks, the Nickelodeon yeah, artwork. Right. That that's what I'm saying. That. Like you know, you have these some of these cans that are really outrageous with the artwork. Um, like that one was cool. Mm-hmm. The, the Wolf Skull Jack. Uh, check out Instagram, Wolf Skull Jack. You want to see some really cool stuff. The, it's a young lady who does a lot of the, is it pencil or fine marker or whatever it is she does, but no she idea. does some really cool artwork. And that's all over a lot of the Anchorage Brewing Company beers. Um, they're one of our favorite beer companies. Um, there's a couple of them out there, but you know, you, you got to separate yourself somehow in the right. world of the craft beer. Right. And what better way to do that than with a really cool label or, you know, yeah. the, the first thing that's going to catch your eye. Bright colors. Uh, this is a very, is tripodelic a word? Um, you know, it, yeah. it's I mean that I mean, that that makes perfect sense. Like, tripodelic. It, it is pretty trippy. Yeah, it's out there. You know what I mean? But that's, that's kind of what you have to do to separate yourself from the... Oh, it's great. I mean, it's like... Neon pinks and, and purple yeah, and like and light, like weird... Carolina blue. And it's yeah. like, and you have that transparency and some of the eyeballs that are sticking out of whatever yeah, the hell what it is a root. I don't know, even know. Holographic, yeah, like colors, like, like reflects the bear can, the yeah. aluminum. I don't know. It's neat though. I mean, like, I would, again, I... we'll put a picture of this up so you yeah. can see what the hell we're talking about. But, but, but outside of the actual can, which is don't totally stellar, right? Like, very cool. I mean, the beer is just. Top and shelf. that's it. And it, it. It's great beer. Kudos, because you know if you had an awesome can and this beer tasted like, I don't know, the inside of a Santa Claus suit, uh, it would be a different ball game. We'd have to have a different conversation. Is that good? Is that good? No, not even close. That's not good. Don't ask me how I know that. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. I'll pass. Yeah, if it tasted nasty, well, you know, well, you still talked us into buying the damn beer. Yeah. But yeah, this is a really good quality brew. I mean, this is like for being as clear as it is. I'm I'm kind of confused. I mean, it it's like we said we we didn't want to use the word fruity, but it's tropical smelling yeah. and it's really easy to drink. It's not so, dry. It's uh yeah, it goes down. It's also eight percent. Goes down too easy with eight percent, so strap in for the rest of this uh, podcast. Yeah, I mean we're <laughs> might get a little sketchy. We're five minutes out of an hour, but <laughs> holy crap! Yeah, we are. Yeah, but I mean this beer's—it just smells so trout. The the first half went a little long, but we're we're all right. It the clarity of this beer is. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised by it. Like I said, you know, I just in in the number of beers that I've started, you know, again starting this project with you with the yeah. podcast i started drinking a lot more of uh air quote craft beers and uh some of them are just absolutely awful but most of them have been good yeah and especially the ones we've had here on the podcast i mean i don't want to say that i do a lot of vetting but <laughs> kind of narrow them down but i definitely don't want to sit down here and do like and sit down with a beer that it's like crappy. Well, you know what? I would. I mean, I, th- I think listen, that it, it's I'm a, not going to not drink a beer. Yeah, I see a lot of these uh, beer, yeah. beer groups were like, oh, it was, what do they call it? A drain pour? A pour out. A pour like, out like or it. something like that. You're going to be hard pressed to get me to pour a full beer down the, I'll down even, the drain, especially I'll, at 17 bucks a four pack. You, you know what's a bummer, though, is when you get like a low IBU IPA mm. that like you were excited about thinking like, oh, it's going to be really tasty. Mm then you try it and it's just like garbage seaweed beer. Yeah. Like just like crappy. Fair enough. And and you're just like I don't even want to waste vetting the beers and I give them <laughs> garbage seaweed crap. <laughs> you come across those kind of beers where it's just like, "Oh my god, like I'm not going to waste drinking the calories of this beer." Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, and, no. And, and, and I agree. listen, I'm not like a big calorie counter, but like if you get into a beer that is just crappy, it's like, why suffer through this? Yeah. And, and you know, and boy, I'll tell you, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but there's a lot of people out there that drink a lot of these IPAs and these double IPAs and stuff like that. When you pour a beer and, like, you get to the very end of the beer and all that sludge comes out of there, boy, that's kind of hard to get past. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty funny because uh, – I try to do my, my best sister, to get past it and pretend it didn't happen. My sister's boyfriend and I just drank – a few beers recently when I spent some time in Pittsburgh. Jeez, we had to try 10 different beers. Yeah. So we were like splitting them, Stop trying out. Like I brought a bunch down there and he had some. And <laughs> the bottom like inch of every beer was settling out thick, like yeah. real thick sludge. And we were just spinning them up and sucking it down. And it, it was awful. It was awful. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to... It uh, is so bitter and terrible. It, it's bad. Drink, drinking the sludge is pretty awful. Well, I'll tell you what. It's taught me an awful lot about how to pour a beer. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, you should leave that out, but it's kind of one of those things like... I paid for this. I'm going to drink it. Sure. You know, yeah, you hear that old joke, I drank my lunch. Well, I don't want to chew my beer. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I'm going to drink it. Well, fortunately, we haven't had to do that with uh, the double dozen. Double, no. Damn it, damn it, Mark. 
<laughs> the double daisy cutter cap. Oh, that one's got a little pale ale. Just put that anywhere. No, uh, I'll, half, I'll put that down there. Yeah, the half acre beer. This doesn't so. have any sediment no, it's at actually, all. Nothing, nothing that, chunky. I think the clarity has a lot to do with that. Yeah. I'm this thinking is, a lot of the, the hazier beers are going to be the ones that are responsible uh, more so for the uh, the junk in the bottom. But, hey, man, it's a price you got to pay for uh, for a decent brew. So I think you drink it. I think it's bonus points. No, fair enough. Oh, you know if you, what? If now you, you drink, put it that way, it's a freaking challenge. Drink that sludge. That's, Damn it. That's what separates you from the boys. Drink the sludge. Oh, it's just one last dab. Oh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> one last dab, and that's it. <laughs> Well, here's a We're gonna have double to be daisy the... cutter capra and uh, spring arriving. We, we didn't even talk about what this beer tastes like. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. What kind of review is this? It's terrible. It's a 20-minute review. We where... should be ashamed of ourselves. I mean, it, like we said, it's very clear. It's uh, you're probably better off just watching the video of us drink it. Yeah. I feel like I get a lot of melon out of it. Melon? Okay. No, I, I, I'm not getting melon, but I boy, the, the reason I, I I'm going to be honest with you, man, I've been kind of avoiding telling <laughs> how I taste because I don't know. It tastes like a good IPA, man. Yeah. If, if you're a fan of IPA, I think that's the way to go. Just it say tastes it's like good. a good IPA. Like, I would I would buy this again. It's, I can't say like you know. There's times where we'll drink something like pineapple or peach, or it's it's hazy and it's got a bitter aftertaste, or it's. This, that, the other. This is kind of like a middle of the road. I don't want to make it sound boring, but it's kind of a middle of the road, just refreshing. Okay. You did mention it tastes like spring, so I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, it's bright. It's floral. It's, I think that's the way to go. It's clear. I mean, it's not really It's hazy. clear, it's, yeah. It's bubbly. So it's here, here's it's the beery. thing. It's beer-flavored beer, man. Shout out to Logan Ackerley on the... Uh, the beer flavored hey, beer. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it is beer flavored. Like this will, might be a bit more floral for his. All right. Well, his... yeah, yeah. Well, then hashtag Logan's tears. I'm into that. <laughs> I want more of his tears, but also, I just feel like the best way to rate beer mm-hmm. is on this scale that my buddies and I used to use in college: the zero to one scale. Mm. Oh, I could give it a one. Zero or one. It's right? definitely a one for sure. Right? So it's a one. Why the hell haven't we been doing this since the beginning? I mean, that's easy. That's the best scale. It's Holy a one. Shit. You buy it. You see, you buy it. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I think we're going to, that's, that's, we've adopted our new scale. I, I agree. I'm glad that There's I no finally. like point nothing, right? It's not like. No, know, it's like... zero or one. All right. Because <laughs> I feel bad for the ones that get a zero because it's going to have to be pretty right. Because that means no. Yeah, that means like just junk. One means yes. Yeah. Zero means no. So it's it's a super simple You're scale. It's complicating shit, man. Why don't we just go yes or no? I guess the number's better. It's a binary. It it's a binary scale, Jay. Oh, All, right. All right. So. Goddamn computers. I'm Fair a computer. <laughs> I'm a computer. Fair enough. Yeah, go get yourself some dumb things. Cutter Capra. And welcome to the Matrix. And now we're in the Matrix. What the hell? So we're going to move on from this. Jeez. Man, we're on fire tonight. Yeah, we are. God, ah, God help us all. all so right. where should we start, Jay? We have the top 10 turkey hunting myths. Well, let's get into Yeah, let's stick with the turkey hunting thing, man. 
Um, I, I'm down with that theme. I hope you all are because if you're not, well, um, I don't know. Meteor might have something so, out right now. All so. right. So we have, <laughs> we have two directions we could go in. Yeah. I am not a gun guy by right. any means. You, We could talk about feet per second and draw length and, and uh the archery things yeah it's yeah, more up your alley that's your that that i could talk scale. about that all day but as soon as we get into guns it's pretty much like mm, i could shoot one right pretty now. good sure but i can't tell you anything about it all right fair enough oh so, we're, going, we're going like to the uh oh okay yeah, so the new so trend. here here's here's right, one of the things you. Here's one of the things that we could talk about. Um, last year, Bridget was shooting the... Um, that was, was a Mossberg 500 Compact in 20 gauge. See? <laughs> I Bridget was shooting the... Uh, That's what you came b- around, b- What was it? I don't even <laughs> Not know. Not just a pretty face, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where the knowledge comes in. So I'm assuming when you when you want your gun back, you're going to want the shells back. I don't even know where those are. No, nah, I'm not worried about it. Okay, they're 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 probably in my closet, but that's all right. Either way, uh, I borrowed this gun from you last year. It was a mm-hmm. Mossberg 500 Compact 20 gauge, 20 gauge shotgun. Yep, I shot it. It was pretty good gun. I feel like I could take that out and kill a turkey no problem. Sure, it's not a bad gun at all. I mean, I mean, it's got uh, a not a super long barrel on it, but long enough to get the job done. And 20 gauge is really becoming popular. I mean, a lot of guys are starting to get away from the three and a half and the three inch magnums. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're effective, but yeah. a lot of guys are starting to cry overkill on that. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> man. it's some guys are like, Hey man, I want to be able to shoot a Turkey at 60, 70 yards. And you know what? Craziness. It, 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 hey, That's, look, it's so unnecessary, though. Well, to, you know what? For some people, it is. For some people, it's they don't. It's get, what you need. That's what you need. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, if you only get one or two days a year to get out there and, and, and get after some turkeys, if you get one that's starting to skirt you and hang up at 50, 60 yards, it'd really suck if that bird was sitting out there taunting you and you couldn't take a crack at him. You yeah. know what I mean? For I mean, some people, looking, I, I'm all about getting them close if I can. It's the woodsmanship. It's it's the calling. It's it's the experience. That's what I'm after. So if I can get one close enough, great. But I still run a Remington 870 Super Magnum, three and a half inch. Ma- I mean, I still run a big gun. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, the 20 nice. gauge. Yeah, you like how I transition <laughs> yeah. that. So uh, the uh, the 20 gauge is really becoming more popular now with a lot of guys. I mean. Yeah, some guys are getting older, you know, their shoulders aren't what they used to be, and they don't want to shoot those big, you know, Winchester Supremes or the uh, the, the Longbeard XRs or whatever the new trendy, you know, shot shell is that's out right. there. They don't want to take that punishment because it does. It kicks the shit out of you. I shoot a 30 out 6 for deer, and that's nothing compared to some of these 12-gauge shells, these 3.5-inch yeah. magnets. I mean, you yeah. run an 835 Mossberg. Yeah. Great. I mean, like, honest to God. The Mossberg 835 and the Remington 870, what I shoot, those are kind of like neck and neck for like the historically best turkey guns on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, you have your semis and stuff like that, but when it comes to just down and dirty turkey guns, the 835 and the 870, they're kind of like neck and neck at the end of the marathon. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if, if we went on the first day, two shotguns, one apiece, 
yeah. we would kill a bird the first day. Yeah. I feel like we would not. There, I also felt no... like I could kill one with the bow real quick and easy too, but that guess what I... happened there? <laughs> well, you know, give me another beer. I got beer muscles right I'm now. I'm telling you, right? Wait, let's let's go bare hands. I'm telling you, dude. Nunchuckas is the way to go. <laughs> what are you? I got a pair. Calling? That's why. Huh? Say it again. Nunchuckas. Nunchuckas. That's how the ninjas say it. You never watch ninja movies? Never met a ninja. Shit. Nunchucks. I would call them nunchucks. Well, hey, the uh, the average man would call them nunchucks. Nunchucka? Nunchucka. That's how you say it, man. That's how the real man. Uh, anyway. I don't know about that. Well, yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, ask my wife. She'll tell you all about it. Um, <laughs> but as far as. as far nunchucks. As, as far as, you know, the, the big guns, you know, the big three and a half inch, 12, mat, 12, 12 gauge guns, you know, that's, it's nice to have it when you need it, mm. but I, I, I prefer to get them closer. I, I like to watch a turkey strut. If I can watch a turkey strut around at 50 yards and he leaves, I'm still having a good day. You know what I'm saying? But if he gets to 40 yards, I'm going to plow his ass because it won't. <laughs> Yo. Sorry, turkeys. Turkey. I'm good. How attractive is this bird? It. Yeah, right. So I'm going to let them have it, you know. But with with the 20 gauge, a lot of these guys are getting away from the 12 gauge because they want the lighter recoil, and they're the same way. All right. They want to get that turkey into 30 30 yards or less. Tell me about this. Yeah. Tell me about the 410 and the, and all this rage that's going on because Man, yeah, I I think like as soon as we get off the mics here, I'm gonna I'm just gonna order one of these. Right, right. Yeah, what's the big one now? It's a single shot. That's real popular. The Savage. The, uh, the sa- it's sa- the three-something. 401 or there, I think. Well, uh, no, it's a 410, but right, it's but the, the Savage 3, I want to say 310. Okay. 310 or 350. It's one of those. Yeah, there's a couple of companies out there that are, that are getting it. There's a single shot out there. Maybe it's New England Firearms or Savage something that has 340? a. Is it a pump action or what? what's the action on it? Is it a single hey, shot or? This, uh, oh no, it's a single shot. Okay. You crack this thing open. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's a lot of the trend now. I, there's a company out called TriStar. Uh, they make a lot of cool different shotguns. Savage four ten turkey. Three hundred one. Well, it, no, no, I know it's a, it's a four it's a four ten. But model? it's called the three hundred one. Okay. I think I'm gonna get this. I think I'm gonna buy this gun. Well, anyway, the the, the cool thing about the four ten, you know, for a longest time. When you're shooting lead with 410, it's just not that effective. Well, I can't say it's not that effective. It's not effective at longer ranges, and you have to have pretty appropriate shot placement. Now with these new loads that are coming out, the TSS, you know, the, the – Explain the, that. Uh, the the uh, Not titanium, damn it. What's the uh, – Yeah, let me – uh, Crap and crap and crap. TSS. TSS is it something? Tungsten. S- tungsten super shock. Got to be tungsten something. Yeah. I Toxic shock syndrome. What? No. No. <laughs> I think it's like tungsten super shock. I think I don't know whatever the hell it Toxic is. Toxic sh- shock syndrome. That's definitely still not no. It. That's, that's something. A, you that's get the from exact dirty water. same thing. I don't know what the hell. Or <laughs> <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> Getting freaking wrestling no, TSS, on a dirty mat. Let's I don't know. Let's type in TSS loads. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. You might have to delete your history after that one. No, um, but I nonetheless, I, I, I'm, I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to say it's going to be Tungsten Super Shot. If I'm not mistaken, that's what the TSS stands for. Nonetheless, the, the Tungsten is a much heavier, denser load than the uh, the LED. Okay, Real heavier so, load. Right. So you're seeing a lot of the – even with like the 12-gauge, the 20-gauge, even though it's a heavier load, they're, they're loading smaller shot. 
so you're looking at with like so for instance i shoot the winchester xr long beards that's a real popular that's what i shoot right now. yeah i shoot them in a number five okay so that's you know a, a pretty happy medium okay so with these tss loads they're looking at like a seven shot and eight shot and a nine shot now for people who are familiar with that terminology you know what i'm talking about for the ones who are not you got to think of it as like how many bbs can you fit in a cup Okay, so if you're, I'm shooting uh, Winchester number fives. So picture a glass that I can put five balls in. Okay, so you give it five balls in there. So now, it's if an you want to, it's an odd number, right? Indeed. Um, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> We're gonna keep on cruising. <laughs> so you have, so five balls in a glass, right? I, so I, now I can you picture. Wanna, I can picture. Now it. the TSS number nines, you can fit nine balls in a glass. So you got more balls <laughs> in a glass. Damn it, man! You got me. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't it's all say, your fault. I didn't, say, I didn't say anything. Better. But I, here, let me just read. All right, ready? So yeah, go for I, it. I Please, found this. Uh, for God's sake! This is Federal Premium Heavyweight TSS Turkey Loads. Yeah. Federal Premium Heavyweight TSS Turkey Loads are the ultimate in turkey loads. So they say. That's it. No, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just kidding. The incredible high pellet count. In both seven and nine shot, mm-hmm. along there with the ability to carry energy further, makes them ideal for 12 and 20 gauge and the 410 bore. Indeed. And that's where I think the hype is coming into the 410. Tungsten Super Shot. Mm-hmm. See? TSS. Baby. Nailed it. Has a 22% heavier density than heavyweight shot and 56% heavier density than traditional lead shot. There you go. So, Boom. And, and that's where I think the uh, attraction lies. Ten-inch circles. Ten-inch mm. circles with what? Circles. Circles. No, no, no. Not circles. Circles. My apologies. <laughs> Jay, you're saying that way wrong. It's not circles. No. It's circles. I, yeah. At, at 40 yards. Ten inches Pay at attention. 40 yards. Look for the shirt coming to you soon. <laughs> Ten-inch <laughs> Ten circles. circles. At 40 yards. That, that's pretty good. 10 inches. Now, out of what? Um, Did it say the gauge? No, it the doesn't say. Or? Well, I mean, it just it said 12, 20, okay. and 410. All right. If I were willing to bet, I would say it's the 12 gauge that they're quoting that circle on. But, again, nonetheless, we're, 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 you're, you're getting a heavier shot, so they're putting a smaller size shot in the shell so you get more BBs. Because, again, with 410 – it's a small, it's a small shell. That's an so impressive you, statement you just made. Say it again. No. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That was like a tongue twister. Right? Yeah. Well, that's why I'm not going to try it again. All right. Nonetheless, so you're you, you're going to get more opportunity. You're going to get more option opportunities downrange to hit of turkey's vital. Yeah. So now you have opportunity to shoot a 410 with number nine shot. That's going to carry the same effectiveness as, say, a number five or a number six shot out of a 12 gauge. Okay, so that's where I think that the a lot of the uh, attraction is coming from. But a lot of people are like, nay, nay, you can't, <laughs> nay, nay. you can't be shooting no 12, 410 at a turkey and kill it. Right. But you know, I, I'm gonna, I challenge you to go on YouTube and you know, type in that very statement, or go to Facebook. And jump into a turkey group and go. So, what do y'all think of the 410 TSS? Okay, so strap in. <laughs> so this is <laughs> this is what happened tonight when I I text my dad. Yeah. And I was like, 
I think I'm going to buy this this shotgun. And I sent him the uh, that 410. Yeah. And I saw the the bubbly text message come up, <laughs> and then it went away. And then it I saw back. it come up, yeah. and it went away. <laughs> and then I saw it come up anyway. And he, I think it's the same thing. I think he's like, you, no, 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 no. You're not going to be able to kill a turkey with 410. Right. And, and then and, I think that maybe he might have read what was going on here. Well, you know, and again, when you look He never back responded at, to me, so if he's listening to this. Well, it, you know, the more traditional 410 type stuff, you're like, hey, give it to your kid. Let him shoot a squirrel. Okay? Because you're looking at, like, lead. Now, not that lead's bad, but, you know, it's not as don't effective. What's that? Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah, Don't it's eat not lead good. paint. Yeah, don't lick the windows in your It might taste good, but, house. like, don't eat it. Right. It's got a little bit of a sour taste, but it's it, you get past it. It's pretty good. Yeah. But the, the the whole fact of the matter is, you know, when you're thinking of the traditional 410 right. rounds, you know, it, it's it, it they're not very effective. I mean, even if you went and patterned them at the range, they're not very <laughs> effective. Yeah. But when you put a 410 301 model, you know, Savage with mm-hmm. a good Carlson choke or, a, you know, Undertaker or, you know, there's a jelly head. There's all these different choke models out there that will really constrict that pattern down and keep a tight pattern at, 30 and even 40 yards, which is kind of unheard of for a 410. I mean, Jesus Christ, back in the day with 410, if you're going to shoot 40 yards, you might as well take the shell out of the gun and throw it at the yeah. freaking thing. You know Launch what I mean? the but, gun. Yeah. We, or Grab you can, by the barrel and just whip it like a boomerang. <laughs> or you can try and slug a fish and shoot yourself in the nuts. I don't Ooh, know if anybody's yeah, seen that's, that one. That's, that's a, a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kudos to that idiot. But yeah. nonetheless, you know, the the, the 410 has, is now graduated into the realm of the 20 gauge and it's almost like a like a sharp shooting like rifle now it's sure. like it's like you could throw a very tight pattern absolutely i i i like it a lot i mean i've put some patterns out there you know with my 12 gauge that are absolutely bananas you know that are really super tight yeah you know? and and that can almost be to a fault especially if you get a bird in close that's why I really always harp on patterning at close ranges. Everybody wants to go out there and see what their gun's oh. going to do at 30, 40, 50, 60 yards. But what's it going to do at five yards? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean bet your ass it's going to be a little bit different than you're thinking. So you better try it. Burn a target. Go print one off on your computer printer or whatever of a turkey head and just burn one at five yards and you'd be surprised um, You know nice. how tight that pattern is. I and mean, when you've got something the size of a golf ball, going at a bird at five and six yards, it's going to be real easy to miss. And you're going to be wondering, how the hell did I miss that bird? Right. It's right well, there. It's so tight. And that's it. It's a small pattern. But, again, that's 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 kind of getting off. But, you know, the uh, the fact of the matter that you, you can now use a 410 to kill a turkey effectively, you could always kill one. But it was all about shot placement. But what when you think about a 410, what do you think of? Youth hunters, right? Am I wrong? I guess. Women, I mean, new hunters. My, the only experience I had with a 410 when I was younger was that I, I didn't handle one. My dad told me that he shot his first deer with a 410. Right. That was it. When I was 12 years old, my dad gave me the the, uh, the A35 with three and a half inch shells yeah. in it and was there like, There you go, man up, son. This is it. Yep. Here you go. This is how we kill turkeys. Sink or swim. <laughs> and, and that was it. I mean, yeah. but also, 
That's the way to do it. I mean, just, you know, throw your kids into the deep end. And that's, that, it, that's you know? the way to do it. And, and ever since then, it hasn't been anything else. I'm just right. like, all right, 50 yards, not a problem. I'd, I like to call them into 20. Sure. Because once they break that 50-yard barrier, it's just like, you know, you, you just I'm the marionette. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm just playing with them at that spot. point yep. because that bird is dead, mm-hmm. you know. And that's it. And, and, and a lot of guys might go, bah, whatever. No, seriously. Like, you know, if you're it's proficient, yeah. if you're proficient with your equipment and you know what you're capable of, dude, it's it's game off, man. And, and, and I mean, everyone, you know, you can scoff at somebody who is very hard into their equipment, mm-hmm. who's, oh, the, L- the 835 is a terrible, terrible gun, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I've I've never used anything else, and I've never missed a turkey with that gun. So, to me, that gun is automatic. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that every time. It has literally never failed me. I had that in the back of my Jeep when I was in high school. It's been jammed under seats. It's been they're durable. All get out, man. You Same should thing see with the, the gash, man. You should see the gash in the side of this thing. It it it's the old camo. Yeah. It's like no camo pattern. It's like somebody it's like, like put blotchy. a bunch of like yep. I know like exactly what you're talking camo about. Camo in their mouth. And and it's got the Pugh. it's got the 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 perforations in the end of the barrel yeah. for like yep. I know exactly it, what you're talking I about. I mean, I that's a classic. That's a classic piece, man. Absolutely. M- mosh. <laughs> Moshberg. Moshberg. You gotta watch out for the Moshbergs, man. They're pretty tight. <laughs> Yeah, Mossberg should be kicking back to me Japanese. right now <laughs> on how durable this shotgun is because I mean, you know, I was like a like a a shithead like teenager with this gun, yeah, who did not pay any attention that it deserved. The last couple of years, it probably hasn't even been cleaned, and it just still just kills turkeys year after year after year. That's it, man. I've had my eight seventy since two thousand two when I bought it, and yep. I beat the piss out of that thing. Yep. And it just does not fail. And, you know, but it, that's the benefits of a pump. You know what I mean? You, a manually action gun is going to, you know, you're going to have a lot more, you know, a lot fewer issues yeah. than you would a semi. <clears throat> Semi-automatic, you know what I mean? So, but again, side the point, um, you know, the uh, being proficient with your equipment, having good woodsmanship skills being able to read a field, read a bird, call a bird. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this, yeah. no question. But, you know, when when it comes to the, the 410 craze, I don't even know if that's the right term to use. I but think that's I think that's accurate. It's pretty it's but and again, if you, if you folks are, are familiar with social media and you get on there, man, any of these turkey pages that are out there, you're going to you're going to see reference to it. So one thing that I got to say, though, and, and I highly recommend if, if you're going to get into it, because, again, I got a buddy of mine who's just starting to, to hunt turkeys, and he's shooting the 12-gauge. Whether it's the 12-gauge, the 20-gauge, the 410, you got to get yourself into a position where you can accurately align your barrel. Because shot placement is clutch, especially with a smaller bore. At gun, any range. Like 410. Yeah, at any range. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yep. Um, you you got to have shot placement. Uh, be uh, a priority so you know a lot of guys are real comfortable with the single dot fiber optic or just running the old standard you know factory bead what have you i mean the first turkey i ever shot was with a remington 1100 semi-automatic two and three quarter inch 
like high brass, nothing special. Right. I mean, no, it was a modified choke. The first bird my son ever shot when he was seven years old was with my 870 with a pheasant load. I mean, it wasn't even a turkey load. Yeah. I mean, it was a high brad pheasant load. We shot a Jake at 25 yards. Yep. So you don't have to overthink it. You know what I mean? Don't get so much hung up on the the size the of shot, the, the, the length of the round, the type of material that's coming out of the end of the barrel. What you want to focus on, if you're going to become a, a, an astute turkey hunter, get figure out your woodsmanship. Yeah. I think that's key and that's clutch you don't have it doesn't matter if you're running a 410 a 20 gauge a 12 gauge a 10 gauge some guys are nuts they run big ass 10 gauges man that's what my dad used to shoot 10 yeah, gauge dude. bolt action you can shoot a freaking brontosaurus with that bad boy <laughs> i'll i'll never forget it was before i could hunt my dad had uh his 10 gauge it, it had the a little velcro patch on the side where he used to have the, the collar yeah 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 it was just an all-out turkey killing cannon yeah absolutely and we uh he called in this turkey unbelievably so cinematic i remember it it was before i could hunt god if i if i had a camera then it was just (laughs) he came up like there was this big pasture that we could see and then there was a stone wall and the turkey came right up this road came up the stone wall and then it kind of curved back right at us and he came right up the road towards this red shale road right up the middle of the road like 10 yards away and my dad crap. had this this big goose gun this 10 gauge with this super <laughs> long inch barrel yeah it was so <laughs> long the barrel on it and i remember just being like like i don't know i was eight eight years old seven or eight years old because I, I would I definitely wasn't nine yet and the gun goes and I was just sitting against a tree just huddled up because the the only thing he ever told me was just be still yeah just yeah, sit yeah. down don't move good advice good yeah advice. it just be still you know don't yeah. move movement will kill you every time and I was sitting against a tree right against him and I remember watching this turkey move all the way up this like right at us 10 yards away it was unbelievable. He gobbled right in front of us. You could see the breath come out. Yep. Oh, man, my dad awesome. my dad just goes click. <laughs> and then he 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 just go and it was a bolt action. He just ejected it, put another one in, and but at that point the turkey was flying, he shot and we didn't get him. But you I mean it was I mean county with a 10 gauge, but yeah, that was his thing, man. The 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 old ten gauge that that gun weighed about thirty pounds. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Yo, y'all want to keep your pimp hand strong? You better. <laughs> there it is. There it is, man. You keep your pimp hand strong. You run a ten gauge. Uh, yeah, Browning that... makes one. Uh, the BPS, the Browning pump shotgun, and it ejects out the bottom, which is really cool because it, it pumps the shells out the bottom instead of the side. Uh, BPS. BPS. Browning BPS. They they run it. What's that stand for? Browning pump shotgun. Okay. Yeah, buddy. No but right. anyway, the the ten gauge is no joke. Uh, my buddy had a single shot, and that thing will knock the snot out of you, man. No doubt. That'll yeah. rattle your feelings loose. But I no. think I only shot my dad. I I I remember the time that I, he let me shoot that gun. Is that a, a Pepsi can? Yeah. I remember there's like nothing or left Pepsi of the can. can. <laughs> yeah. 
there's nothing <laughs> left of the can. Yeah, they're no joke, man. They're pretty they're pretty legit. You know, the, the ten gauge is is no joke. But nonetheless, again, don't you don't have to you don't need a ten gauge. You don't need a twelve gauge. No. You can run a good twenty gauge with a high brass or, you know, a, a decent, you know, Remington Nitro or a Winchester double X. You don't gotta go nuts and spend forty bucks on a box of shells to kill a turkey. And uh, I'll be damned if I'm gonna sit here and be like, yo, you gotta get the highest, best TSS bullshit man look tss is great if you want to kill a bird at 70 yards you want to pattern your gun out that far god bless you knock your socks off no have reason. at it i mean I, everyone's you... to each their own man everyone's got their priorities you know my priority is to have a good hunt to see a bird to get them close and to use my my turkey knowledge and my turkey skill set if you want to call it that to, to close the deal. Yeah. If I can't get him close enough to where I feel comfortable, then I'm going to watch him, dude, because I'm good with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I've let, I've let turkeys truck. pass at 50 yards, and it's just like, ah. Uh, you no, know, and, and it, that's it. it. It's, just, it's just one of those moments where you're just like, there's really no reason to launch a shot at this bird and, like, maybe put a pellet in him and make him like suffer just like and that's it there's just no reason for that i you might as well get him into 20 or 30 drop him and just like and that's it man and if that's your gig then great if you want to try and and use your skill set to reach out there and, and and put a tag on a bird at 60 yards Hey man, if that's your gig, then be proficient at it, work at it and but I mean, do the right thing by yeah, it but there there are definitely people who are into figuring out that their gun can do that oh hell like, yeah i i know people who pattern their gun at 80 yards and they're they're just like super confident that anything within 80 yards they are going to kill and you know what man if that's your gig and that's your, your that goal is I killing mean, in that then hell knock your socks off just be proficient at it and do it the right way yeah that's all i give a that's shit about. basically the thing i mean it it, it, was, it was kind of funny you know when we had this conversation about the person I'm talking about, he's like, kill turkeys at 80 yards, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm I'm not going to fault them for that because I know that this person is a good turkey caller. Yeah. They've killed numerous birds, like, at steps. Yeah. But now their thing is, I, I don't I don't know, I want to stretch the gun. I want to see what I can do. And, and that's and it. it. And it's like, eh, is it's, it, it. Where is do your it. priorities lie? You know what I mean? Yeah. And is your priority hanging your tag or is your priority using your skill? We, using your ship, you know, we, and, and I don't want to use the term skill because not to say that somebody that shoots a bird at 60, 70 yards doesn't have skill because you've got to have shot placement this for is, that. Is it, we're, we're starting to uh, mull into interesting territory where yeah. it's like we were we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like do people value turkeys' lives less than a deer's life? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and it, that's an it's individual like, right, thing, but can I, you know, launch a shot with a shotgun at a turkey at eighty yards and possibly wound it versus do I shoot at a deer at fifty yards with the bow? Sure. Well, would you shoot here? It, that that falls in line with would you if you wouldn't shoot at a buck at fifty yards, would you shoot at a doe at fifty yards? Right. And does that value transition? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. So again, that's that's. And, and that comes down to, I think, the individual. And, hey, listen, I, you know, it's funny. There was a video not too long ago, and, God, I can't remember who it was that did it, but it was a video on YouTube where they went to the ATA, 
Archery Trade Association show. <clears throat> and they went around to all these famous, you know, celebrity hunters and asked them, what's the farthest you would shoot at a deer? You know, what's the farthest shot you would take? Where's your limit? Where do you draw the line? And there were some guys that were like 90 yards. And I was like, holy crap. I shot a deer at 107 yards mm. with my bow. Well, great. You know, I, I sure as hell hope you're confident in that shot when you let that let that fly. But there's other guys who are very well known. In fact, um, some of the guys, again, I'm not going to name the guys that were shooting out at range because... Uh, you know, that could be frowned upon as far as a generalization. Yeah. But, you know, there was a lot of guys that were from, uh, you know, very well-known television shows and yeah. series that were like, yeah, 30 yards, 35, that's my limit. You know what I mean? And some I, of them were like, well, you know, if I'm out west and I'm hunting mule deer, I'll push it to 50. But that's because you're out in open areas, you know what I mean? But you got to practice for that. And they made sure that they, you know, kind of preface that with you got to practice at your range but i'll stretch to 50 but as far as you know you know a white tail in a tree stand i'm, I'm not going to shoot past 30 yards and, and in my opinion that's respectable but listen if you can hit a deer or an elk or something like that at 100 yards and you're confident in that shot and you make the shot well good for you but if you muff that shot damn dude you're going to hear about it yeah i so it's a, it's a personal. You got to understand your limits. You got to know where you're at. You know what you're capable of. You know I've seen deer where I was like, man, that's at 50 yards. I could fling one, but I'm not gonna because I I know what how I would feel if I killed that deer versus how I would feel if I wound that deer. I know how I would feel if I nailed that bird to the ground versus how I would feel if I had to track that damn bird for you know, 150, 200 yards to not find him or to run up against a neighbor's property and not be able to track that bird. I understand the difference of between the two. And I would rather pass on that bird and sacrifice the, the, the feeling of a successful hunt versus risking wounding a bird and, and having to deal with that for the next couple of weeks and right. ruining my season. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, I passed on a, a bird, Jesus, it was probably – four years ago at 50 yards yeah and i had the bow that's all i had yeah and well, it, i don't blame you on that he was man. like a he was like a pencil beard bird where i wasn't sure if i was going to shoot any, but i'm i'm past that point now where you, you judge a I'm, don't judge a bird by his beard yeah, pencil beard or paintbrush man it's 50 yeah. yards, 50 what's, yards. What's the, but i mean that was the thing i was like eh, i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make that shot so i i just didn't take it but i mean I don't know. You, there's guys and then, and, then, and there's other and things. It. There's other things that have changed my mind in the in the past years. Like like in two, I was so confident. I was shooting at seventy five yards all year that yeah. year, and just the way that deer reacted, man. He was at fifty yards. I was like, this is a chip shot for me. Yep. I was so confident, and it was just the way he reacted didn't work out, and yeah. it was. It broke my heart, and I just don't think I I'll take a shot over. Mm, I want to say thirty anymore. Yeah. I don't. I I want to say that hopefully I can control myself at that point. Sure. To, at well, thirty yards, just be like, all right, nope, 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 nope. It's, it's just too far, too many variables. You you need to be logical at that point because I mean, 
150 inch deer comes to 40 yards and that's it i mean come on i know bro you know it's gonna be hard but now it's like maybe you should limit your range to to 30 sure it's such a hard thing to do again it's 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 an individual thing you gotta understand that you need it the responsibility lies on nobody other than you to know your limits but i mean that's the thing i mean i i know that if if you put a target out there at 50 yards oh hell yeah i'll put a four inch group Uh, like i like no problem but in that moment that there's just gonna move. too many variables. Yep, yep. There's it's just it's just it's just too much. Yep. And, and, and listen, man, from the second you step out of your truck and your boots hit that ground, whether you're Different deer game. hunting, whether you're turkey hunting, whether you're squirrel hunting, it makes no difference. When you're out there trying to pursue the life of another individual, whether it be like I said, a squirrel, a deer, a turkey, you're learning. You're out there. That's true. You're putting you're putting in your time and you're absorbing. So if you absorb a bad shot, shit, it sucks. But you gotta you gotta make sure that the next time that that I'm opportunity that, presents man. itself, you gotta you're gonna have a more uh, a clearer sense on how you're gonna you know kind of pursue it's that hard. opportunity. That's it that's is hard, man. It that's is. that's by far the hardest thing. It's it's like you're not gonna just talk on a podcast and tell somebody like oh don't don't shoot at that giant deer you know it's it's just one of those things because it it could so easily happen to you or me absolutely like it could just be like it could happen to any of us 150 inch deer at 40 yards like and you when you i'm good i'm good 30 35 and you're like i could push it another i'm good i'm good at 40 10 yeah absolutely and then and then you think like no, it's just a turkey. Yeah, and and that's it. See, and and then right away, doesn't your mind automatically think, "Oh, it's just a turkey." But what? How do how do you value a turkey's life more than a deer's life? And it, it's and again, and and I'm not judging nobody. It comes down to the individual, to each their own. You know what I mean? Like some people will value a a, a big elk over anything, but they'll swat a mosquito that's biting their arm. It, it comes down to the value of life and, and where game. you and where where you where that lies. It, again, I'm not trying to get too philosophical or anything like that, but you know, it, it's it's all about the lessons that we learn while out there. And I and honestly, I think that's what a lot of people who don't hunt don't understand. Yeah. And I got not getting off on a tangent on that whole side, but a lot of people don't understand the the the. Uh, Quagmire, or the, that's you know not not the guy from giggity. Family Guy, giggity giggity, <laughs> but you know the the kind of these moral kind of uh, spirals we find ourselves in at some at, at some point or another where you know we have to make a life or death, literally a life or death decision, <sighs> and it's hard, man. It's not always easy to do. So you know some people choose to err on the side of caution and and not you know, pursue it. Other people are fine with throwing it caution to the wind and taking a crack at it. And many of those people are successful, but many of them are not. And I'm in the category of many are not. I've had shots on deer that were close, that were chip shots that due to certain circumstances, I muffed that shot. And yeah. I, dude, this last archery season, I lost a deer for the first time. The first time in over 30 years, I lost a deer. And that sucked, sucked. Because I mean, you know, I've always heard people like, "Well, if you didn't, if you didn't lose a deer, you haven't been hunting long enough." I'm like, "Or you're not hunting right, or 
I'm like, bullshit, man. I've never lost one. Yeah. Well, guess what? I lost one. And it happened, man. It's... Because, you know, I wasn't paying attention in the bottom rail, the bottom limb of my bow hit a rail on a tree stand and the, the, the bow jumped. And I'm like, shit. I saw it happen, but I'm like, you know what? I got faith. It was a good enough shot. Well, guess what? It wasn't. And I lost a deer and it killed me. It sucked. But yeah. that's part of learning. That's part of hunting that a lot of people don't get. They don't understand the right. the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, you know, the they don't understand. No, I, I know of, what you mean. Uh, and again, you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are hunters and, and they understand, but the people who are not hunters that listen to this just for the shits and giggles, they hear us sound like a bunch of <laughs> weirdos. It, it's hard, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's a hard thing to do. It's not all puppies and rainbows. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like a like a lot of people would just say, like, well, why do it? Yeah. I mean, I would rather take solace in the fact that I know I can do it. Right. Than, than the fact that, like, if something were to happen, like, I have no idea how I'm going to get food for myself. Or I don't, I don't know how I'm going to sustain myself. I, and I think that's the biggest thing. You know, it, we're, we're talking about, can, you know, can you shoot this far? Can you can you do this? Can you do that? And the, the whole time I'm just thinking, like, people who don't hunt, what are they actually thinking when we're having this conversation? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So, so it's like... Somebody who doesn't hunt at all is saying, well, why, why are you shooting at all? Mm-hmm. And that, that's just kind of where my mind's going right now. I, I have no, no idea well, honestly, why, I, but... Because, you know, I'd rather be able to put myself in a position where I'm at a disadvantage. It's a, it's a personal challenge. Some people want a challenge so they join the military. Some people want another personal challenge so they go on a diet. Other people want a challenge, so they decide, I'm going to keep working at it until I can bench press 450 pounds. I'd rather just know that, you know, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good on my own. If if if, if grocery stores were not a thing anymore, mm-hmm. I'm good. Right. And, and, you know, like, and again, today's mo- modern times, and, you know, we don't need to hunt. Yeah, great. That's a great argument. But the fact that we where we are today is because of what our forefathers did and the people who came before us did it, to be able to carry that on a little bit, mm-hmm. that's where I get my kicks, man. That's where I – because I get that connection, you know, and, and uh, holy crap, I don't know if we're getting on a tirade here or not. Yeah, but, a little. I guess a little but, bit. Hey, but, hey, listen, you know, so be it. You know, I, I, I love what we do. It, it's, it's an interesting way to see life from a different perspective it's a great opportunity to get out and just uh clear your head i mean we we've touched on all these points before in the past but i'd rather you know, just be able than not sure i, I want to be able it. to say i could and not have to yeah and uh you know and that's where it comes down to so you know you want to hunt with a 410 knock your socks off just be proficient with it <laughs> but get you, that tss you, <laughs> you catch a lot of bonus Along the way. Hell yeah, man. And that's, yeah. that's, we'll leave it at that, I guess. Indeed. Because, I think we better, because we're getting up on two hours here, brother, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to take a leak in the worst way. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. So we're, we're going to go to the bathroom together. No, I'm just yeah. Well, one's <laughs> one of us are heading for the back door, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm going to hit the sliding door. You can go to the bathroom, but we're going to end this because... I don't know. It was a good time tonight. Hell yeah, man. It was a good night to get out and do a podcast, come up, see it. I was in a good mood all day today. It's The weather's been changing. It's getting to be that time of year. So, uh, you know, we it's trailer, just going to get better Trailer debut tonight, which yep. is great. It's just all kinds of positives floating around. The Sons of the Hunt, their uh, podcast, and Sons of the Hunt uh, 
media, you know, yeah. extravagance. The, and- the, one of the uh, the biggest things that we would appreciate the most. See, I, I hit the table and it makes Indeed, the, the, it. the microphones boom. But we would love it if you can leave a rating. Ratings are huge oh, on, yeah. on iTunes. Also, SoundCloud. Subscribe to us. Share it if you like it. Yeah. Ra- if you rating. Don't like it. Share it with somebody you don't like. Rating. Rating is the rating. way to go. Right. Rating. Even if it's a one know, star, which I don't see why you'd want to do that. I don't care. I mean, if you, if you lasted through this long and you're going to give us one star, then one. do it. Because thanks for listening to if you one quit hour minutes and forty four. <laughs> full permission to give us a one star yeah. rating, but but that's that's it. That's all I ask. So we appreciate it. We are gonna go. We're gonna go to the bathroom, <laughs> and we will see you in episode seven. Which I'm not sure is that gonna be with Hunter, or are yeah. we gonna fit one in in between? I don't know. April, I think April fourth is our uh, our scheduled date. Yeah, and that's so, like two weeks from now. So yeah. Yeah, probably will. So next one will be with Hunter. We'll see. It'll be a surprise. Maybe we'll fit one in. We'll we'll see. <laughs> see ya. Love you guys. Peace out.